Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. In today's podcast, I decided to do, let's see, this is a 15-second old podcast. I decided to do this one about 45 seconds ago. I was listening to, on the YouTube, an audio stream of a late-season Cubs-Mets game. Late-season Cubs-Mets game in 1970. Okay, a little bit, a little bit of time frame reference. So we're going back a ways. We're going back a ways. I figure, hey, let throw this game on. Don't know how it comes out. Um, gonna try not to check, but something jumped out and bit me early on. Don Kessinger led off. Glenn Beckert lined to the first baseman. Batting second. And by then, I'd already heard something that was beyond, beyond as far as how things went back then as opposed to now. As of now, teams all across the league, they're trying things out. Trying things out. A whole bunch of teams are underwater. Like the Cubs, we're gonna try. We're gonna try out Michael Hermosillo. See how the see how he does. We're gonna try out Frank Schwindel. Bet him second all the time. See how it works. See how it works. Got to see how. Got to see how he does because if he does well, whoever whoever the player is could be a hitter, could be a pitcher, could be a reliever, could be just anything. We're going to try these guys out, see how they do, and assess whether they belong on the 40-man roster. That's the mindset. It's a mindset with the Cubs. And a lot of other teams are kind of of that mindset, but it's difficult to both try to compete and play the 27th or 28th guy on your roster and give him full starters minutes to decide whether he belongs on a 40-man roster or not. So it's really kind of hard to do both. So I've done a couple podcasts tonight. I figured, you know what? I'm going to listen to this Cubs-Mets game. And as the game is starting, they're talking about how Ron Santo is out of the lineup for the Cubs, running a bit of a fever, presumably not covid and Tommy Agee, the center fielder for the Mets, is also under the weather, so he is out of the lineup. Okay, fine, no problem, no worries. And the announcer said something before the second batter was done. He said it. It's on there. If, if you want to look it up, Mets, Cubs, September 1970. Run the tape back. You'll hear exactly what I heard. The Cubs and the Mets were separated by one game in the standings. One game. The Mets would have to win three of four to come in second in the division. And depending upon whether the team finished second or third in the division would be the difference between $5,000 per player. Because 
if you get if you were a first division team, first, second, or third place, you would get a seasonal bonus for having been on a first, second, or third place team. But if you're a fourth, fifth, or sixth place team, second division, you don't get jack. So Leo DeRocher and Gil Hodges. Was it Gil Hodges in 16? Was it Gil Hodges in 70? Yes. It was still Gil Hodges in 70. Leo DeRocher and Gil Hodges were playing their starters. They were playing their starters because they wanted to finish in second place. If they would do well enough in that series, they would finish in second place. Woohoo! Second place. Um, the Pirates had clinched the night before, so neither one of them were going to finish in first. But the announcer said, had the team has been separated by a bit more and everything had already been figured out as far as who's going to be in second place and third place, then you would have seen more prospects in the lineup fighting over second or third place. Back then, that used to be a thing. I don't know if first and second place teams get a bonus anymore. I don't know, but uh, the amount of I'd imagine probably most of that would end up going to playoff teams. Just a guess, just a guess. And the playoff rate um, is probably aggressively argued in collective bargaining. And getting a bonus for finishing in third place probably not fought over aggressively in collective bargaining. So I'm guessing that probably that stuff has gone by the boards entirely. And now teams really just don't care. They get to a point where we're done, we're out, we're eliminated. We're not going to catch up. Let's call up the minor leaguers. Let's see how they do. And you get a lot of that. You get a whole lot of that. There are there are some teams who will. I, we're going to play our regulars. We're going to uh, push on. The Cardinals come to mind. The goal of being a 500 team is very strong with St. Louis. And as they finish in... Um, at the 500 mark or above. That's a huge point of bragging, of pride for the Cardinals. There's a lot of teams don't really care. We're, we're eliminated. It doesn't really matter if we're in second place or fourth or fifth. Not, n- not a concern. It was, it was a point of pride back then. Second place, third place, you get a postseason bonus. Um, I don't know how long that lasted. I don't know. Uh, I guess I could probably research it. I've re- I, I researched last week when the Dominican Summer League started. I could probably find out when the with which um, collective bargaining agreement the second and third place bonuses went away. But uh, anymore, managers don't care. It, it, I'm still not sure. I'm still not sold. And who's writing the Cubs lineup? David Ross is writing it down and submitting it and posting it and all that kind of stuff. But I'm still not certain if David Ross is writing the lineup. Is David Ross the one who is deciding whether Rafael Ortega is in the lineup or Michael Hermosillo? You know, if there's a left-hander on the mound. 
a couple days ago, left-hander was on the mound. They had Rafael Ortega in the starting lineup instead of Ian Happ. I'm not sure who decides that. I'm not sure who comes up with that. Um, not sure. It, but it used to be the manager. The manager would decide that. It was the manager's job. It was the manager's thing. That was why you decided on this person's manager because he was very good at doing the manager things. Now the manager things, a bunch of the manager things, the manager doesn't even do anymore. Um, does that make baseball better? Does it make it worse? Mm, not not necessarily. Makes it different. Um, DeRocher was notorious for running his players out there regularly, routinely. And uh, Ron Santo at one point had, I think it was in 71, he wanted some, I, I could use some days off. And the um, other bit back. He didn't want to give Ron Santo days off because you're our starting third baseman. You're supposed to play third base for us. We need you to play third base. Um, that's how it was back then. As opposed to now, very rarely do people play 20 days in a row or 20 games in a row. You know, it's somebody gets a day, you, you get a day off. Uh, used to be double headers. Catchers would start both games. Play the entire way both games. Jody Davis would play the entire double header. Steve Lake might play one of the games, might. But it's really interesting hearing announcers mentioned. Announcers are fantastic sources for information. If you want to learn more about an era of baseball, whatever era of baseball you want, listen to an audio broadcast. Listen to an audio broadcast because the radio announcer knows they have to paint the entire picture for you. If you're watching a video broadcast, the announcer knows most people are going to be watching the game. They don't have to tell you curveball low and away. If you're announcing a game on the radio, you have to say curveball low and away because otherwise the people listening to the radio don't know what the pitch was. They don't know. They weren't watching. I much prefer radio. I much prefer radio, I much prefer audio, because a capable radio broadcaster has to tell you everything. They have to walk you through it. They have to tell you the entire picture. If you go back far enough, if you go back far enough, then it's not going to be a simulcast. It's going to be, these are the radio guys, and over on the TV side, there's the TV guys. And if you go back far enough, the radio people assume you're listening to the radio, the baseball game on the radio, and they have to walk you through everything. They have to tell you through everything. They did their homework before the game. They talked to both managers. They talked to some of the players. They talked to everybody, and they have a little bit of a batch of side stories they are going to fill you in on because that's what announcers do. That's what good radio announcers do, or at least it's what good radio announcers used to do. And you find a story. Why is this player in the lineup? Why is this player not in the lineup? 
oh, oh, okay, he has a little bit of a fever, a little bit of a temperature, so he's going to take today off. And, you know, who's going to fill in because of it? Da, 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 da. You, you get the stories, you get the... And today, for the game that I was listening to tonight, part of the story was the lineups are basically as they have been through much of the season because teams are fighting for second place. Were that not the case, they would be playing reserves. To me, that's really interesting. It's really interesting why is this player playing instead of that player. And it used to be different. It used to be different. And some people will say, I wish it were that way. No. No, I don't. I don't. Um, when I worked, it was fantastic to have a day off. It would have been fantastic to show up someday at work and somebody say, hey, dial it back today, dude. We got this thing covered. You know, we'll, we'll have you do a couple things to help us out. But now nah, we got this covered. We're, we're, we're good. You're going to be the bench warmer today. That would have been fantastic. Would have been fantastic. But it didn't happen that way. As the off-season approaches. YouTube has scads of audio baseball games. Scads of audio baseball games. And people say, oh, but I don't want to watch an audio baseball game. I want to watch a video baseball game because I want to see all the stuff and I want to see all the stuff and I want to see all the guys that I already know. I want to see the games that I already know where they how they come out. And they know. That's fine. That's fine. If you're a Cubs fan, if you're honestly a Cubs fan, you should probably be a bit of a Cubs fan of stuff from before you started following them completely. Let's say you started following the Cubs in the Sammy Sosa era. Cool. Fantastic. There's some really good 1970s games on YouTube. And no, 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 I'm not talking about just the Phillies against the Cubs. It was 23 to 20. That, that, that's a good game. You should watch that game. You should know that game. You should be fairly well acquainted with it. You should be familiar with the home run call of the home run by Dave King Kingman that bounces onto Kenmore. You should know that. You should know a whole... But don't be afraid to listen to radio. Don't be afraid to listen to this is announcer. Heck, you can listen to Vin Scully calling a Cubs game back in the 1950s. That's kind of cool. Vin Scully back in the 50s. That, that perfectly fine game to listen to. You listen to stuff, you learn stuff. Listen to stuff, learn stuff, know stuff. Be better acquainted with things from before you started following. Because... Back before you started following baseball, while the game itself was the same, things were different. Things were different back in the 70s. For instance, you didn't have everybody trying to run up pitch counts. It was not the mindset. Nobody had thought of it yet. Nobody had started doing that. Nobody had decided, you know what? If we get this starting pitcher tired, we'll get into the bullpen and da da da, and nobody really thought of that. Nobody did that. Pitchers were expected to go seven or eight innings anyway. 
If you bring in a reliever, you a lot of times use an X starter anyway. It wasn't an issue back then. Eventually, it became an issue. And when you go back into the Wayback Machine, it's not so much, yay, my team won, boo, my team didn't lose. That's part of it. But listen for stories. Listen for vignettes. Listen for nuggets. And if you hear a certain nugget, sometimes it'll make you stop and think, you know, that's worth a podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Have a great, it's approaching the weekend. Have a great weekend. Um, Cubs get the White Sox this weekend. That could get interesting. Be safe. Be nice to people. And feel free to listen to a Cubs minor league game this weekend, whether you're listening to the Cubs and the White Sox or not.